Josh. How are you, buddy? Hey, we're at the same right, spot. Right here in the same. What are you doing here in town? Well, I came in to visit my parents. Uh, my dad's uh, facility wide open now. I could actually hug and touch oh, him. Oh, that's great. It feels really good. Or as soon as we're done here, I'm going to see him again. Can I go? Yes. Thank you. Um, so where have you been? I've been out and about. Went to New York for a bit. Saw a few uh, NBA games, and then did the Final Four in the studio last night in Atlanta for for Twitter. Just uh, landed. Just landed. Just got back in town. What a game! What a tournament! What a tournament! Uh, only one canceled COVID game yeah, out of the was, whole deal. That's that's amazing. That is amazing. Kudos uh, to the NCAA for pulling off their bubble. Absolutely. And then just that game, I was shocked. I really was. Really? Yeah. yeah, I was too. Um, but if you, you know, they hadn't seen athletes like that all the, year. The more I got into Gonzaga, that yeah, is. the more I got into looking at the game. Um, you know how old Mark Vital is? How old? he'll be twenty five soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mitchell. Yeah. He's uh, a good 22, yeah. strong 22. Jared, Jared Butler, good, yeah. strong 22. Yeah. They're a veteran, yeah. older team. Uh, I think that bode well for them last night. Um, they never gave Gonzaga even a chance. Came out, punched him right in the mouth. Um, and then you saw over the course of the game, too, Gonzaga can play through you and around you. Mm -hmm. Baylor can play over the top of you too. Mm -hmm. they, Scott Drew did a great job last night coming out of timeouts uh, after halftime, getting quick, easy baskets, pick high pick and roll, throw the lob, play over the top. They disrupted Timmy all night long, got up in his face, got up underneath him. He had three turnovers in the first half. Um, kudos to, to both teams. I uh, hated to see Gonzaga lose after a perfect season, but almost a perfect season, yeah. but uh, Baylor Bears, Scott Drew, way to go. Wow. That was, that really was impressive in the construction of that team. They were great last year. They uh, were everybody back almost every, and just, so they were just more men. They were men last year. Yeah. And then to come, when they came in, it was like, a, this team's going to be tough. I go back uh, 20 some years and they had a murder on their basketball team. And uh, you know, the coach was, run out of town. It was, it was nasty. It was almost to the point where they talked about giving that program the death penalty. Yeah. Um, so what Scott Drew's done in a matter of a couple of decades, bringing that program to prominence and winning a title. Fantastic. It was, right? a, it was a great tournament for the state of Texas. Oh yeah. Besides, besides Texas. That Gonzaga UCLA game though. Right. We have to talk oh, about that. I mean, God. that's an all time classic. It really was. And I hope that the game doesn't that doesn't get overshadowed by the unbelievable shot. Oh, which yeah. it was incredible. But the game was incredible. The game. Well, the 18 or 19 lead changes. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was amazing. Our guy, Johnny Juzang, who played here at University of Kentucky for a little while. You know. You wonder if the whole tournament, if it was like really real, it was real. It was real. Let me ask this. Does Johnny Juzang put his name in the draft now? I mean, his stock will probably never be. There, I agree. But I think he really enjoyed his coming too. out party and would like to see what he can do next year. I'd like to they're going to be really good again. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, how about, because the shot's the shot, but the play that came 
was Suggs the block, block and then the chase pass. down and then the pass just That's through three game. people three people hit Timmy on the run full stride for a dunk it was dirty pass but do you know that dude Suggs yeah he was recruited to play football at Oklahoma, at Ohio State quarterback yeah, it was they a just top don't. Quarterback they don't just in high hand those scholarships. No, out. no, that's how you know you got a winner. He's elite. Yes, he's elite. All right, who do you take, Suggs or Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley? One, two, three. Who you got? Cunningham. I'm. I'm sorry. I go Suggs. Uh, okay. I think okay. I go Suggs, Mobley, Cunningham. And I like Cunningham. I just don't love him. Yeah, I just think at his size. Yeah. And and he's, you know, one year and he started his – they said he can't – Mike can't shoot so well. Yeah. And he started he to started become a great to, shooter. Yeah. And big shots. He's solid, too. Yeah. He's really solid. Yeah, so I would still go with him. Suggs, I maybe had a Mobley. This is your – He's good, man. I don't know. Suggs is really good. The more you watch him, you see he's got that burst of athleticism. Also, Davion Mitchell, man. He made some money this tournament, didn't My he? My goodness. He, he, His only knock for him really is coming out he'll be 23. Yeah, but okay. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. I, I like it. NBA he'll be able teams. to go in. He can play both ends of the court. He's, he's a great on-ball defender. I mean, terrific. Elite. Yeah, yeah. two-way player yeah. for sure. And uh, how many – 14 assists last night. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, crazy. Filthy. Really good. Filthy. Really so good. the whole tournament was a lot of fun. I know you had a good time covering it. I did. Um, so what else is up? Kudos to everyone. The Baylor Bears yeah, champions. Uh, what else is happening? Um, been reading anything? Oh, yeah. We'll uh, do the book report yep. segment of yep. our show. We try and do uh, something to say what we've been reading. And last, <laughs> last week, we let everybody down because we weren't prepared. And I... Who can, who could read with the tournament going? I had no yeah. time. So our book report segment, I I, I I let you down because I didn't read anything. Well, I kind of let you down too. I didn't read anything. <laughs> okay, well, right? it's, no, we're not a great. We will start the book report next week. Okay, I promise. Yeah. Let people know what we're reading, yeah. and uh, whether it be basketball or otherwise. That's right. Okay. That's right. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll have something. This episode of the Rex Chapman Show with Josh Hopkins, who is so cool, is sponsored by Blue Chew. Rex, Blue Chew is an online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. This unique service is something a lot of guys could use. Are you good, Josh? I'm good. But you're right. A lot of guys we know could use it. Yeah, a lot of guys that aren't us, because I'm good. But if you're interested, this is a spectacular new product. Blue Chew is bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger, longer-lasting erections. He said erections. Rex, grow up, okay? Don't make it weird. Okay, Josh, but Blue Chew won't make it weird, right? No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in the line at the pharmacy. Tell me Blue Chew is shipped right to your door in a discreet package. See, now you got it, Rex. That's exactly what it is. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive the prescription within days. And the best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. 
Blue Chew's tablets are chewable, made in the USA, and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Josh. Just kidding. Promo code Rex at checkout and pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code Rex to give you your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Rex Chapman Show with Josh Hopkins is really cool. Powered by basketballnews.com. You know, Josh, uh, we should talk for a minute about our guest. Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, it's a quite an episode, isn't it? Big Diesel, Shaq Diesel, mm-hmm. the Shaq episode. The Shaq he called it all the whole time. He was like, episode number, episode, episode number, number Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, uh, he was a little boring though. Was disappointing. It? Yeah, he's low energy. Uh huh. Not nice. Yeah, yeah, not and nice. Not open. Uh huh. Uh-uh. And you could tell he did not like you. Well, that's yeah. true. All that's the opposite. But you became great friends with him. Well, he calls me and I'm like, hey, I'm busy. I'm I know. That's how he gets. He gets clingy yeah, right away. Yeah, he wants to talk Cougar Town. Yeah. Huge Cougar Huge Town. Cougar Town. It was amazing. I, I, a lot of athletes are, so I get that. Wanted to play yeah. Penny Can. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about him? The He's best. so great, man. I mean, uh, you know, we uh, we could have talked to him for two hours. Right? <laughs> yeah. You, you could really tell that. He loves you. Oh, I love that dude. Man, you that was he's just he's the best. And an anomaly on and off the court. Yeah. And we really get into off and on court stuff. It's, yeah. It's a it's a great I think people are gonna really enjoy it. I do too. The different side of Shaq you don't get to often see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's get into it. I, let's I believe that we should. Let's go. Shaq episode. Shaq time. What's up, Diesel? How are you, brother? Great. This is my boy, Josh Hopkins. Uh, we go way back from ever. He's a Kentucky dude. Also went to Auburn. A great in front of you. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're Shaquille. That is an, that's an interesting <laughs> name. What it is? What is it that you do, Shaquille? I, I, I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm a philanthropist now. I do a yes, little I think I got 15 commercials running around right now. So. Yeah. Uh, one of them will say, some time. Oh, you like that commercial? Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, general. Uh, do you know? Do you know Josh? Do you recognize Josh at all, Shaq? He looks familiar. Josh, the actor. He he was on Cougar Town. He's been in all kinds of movies. Perfect Storm. He could go been in all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's it's probably because I I followed you around before a lot. That's probably why. You're like, who's that dude following me, trailing me? Uh, speaking of all the business stuff, man, I want to jump right in real quick. It's you're you're a mogul. You're a business savvy. You were in early on like Google and Lyft and Rye or and, and yeah, Lyft and Uber and uh, you, you know GE. You're, you're like how how are you so good at this? I don't want to ever sound like I'm an expert. One thing I'm good at is respecting people, right? One thing I'm good at is being humble. A lot of these deals just fell into my lap. For example, the Google deal. I'm at the Ritz-Carlton having breakfast by myself in LA. And there's a bunch of big time gentlemen eating next to me with their children. It's on a Saturday, like Saturday lunchtime. So I start playing with one of the guy's kids. Being nice, the kids recognize that I'm playing with them, they're doing things. And the guy says, man, I've always loved you. I've always wanted to meet you. I want to give you an opportunity to invest in something that's going to change the future. 
and he started talking about it. He said, this Google search engine. I knew nothing about it. I said, you know what? I'm going to have you call my guy on Monday, you know, talk about it. And they talked about it, and we did. That's how that one came along. The other thing is just, again, just being nice. Like, I'm, I'm always taking pictures with people and doing this and doing that. And the lift and the ride, same thing. I'm, I'm just in a, I'm at a conference. I think it was a friend of mine named Al Palagonia. He owns a Apollo Jet. So we're, we're there. We're just looking at planes. And guys are like, hey, man, I got something for you, Shaq. What do you got? It's called Lyft. Hey, okay, I, I like it. Call my guy. He knows a little bit more about it. And then we did it. So another good thing is I'm always, I've always been smart enough to hire people smarter than me. A lot of guys come with these big terms and big names, have no idea what they're talking about. But if it sounds good and I like it, I'll give it to my guy who speaks that language. So a lot of these deals have been just by being nice to people, just by being respectful. I mean, I would love to sit here and say, I'm an expert, do this and do that. That's really not the case with me. So uh, thank God my mother and father always told me how to respect all people. Shaquille, great answer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you've joined us today. Uh, this, is, this is a big thrill for us, a big thrill for me. I've known you forever, it seems well, like. Um, I just, uh, you went six, <laughs> I was reading reading up some of this. You went 68 and one in high school your last two years. Who, who the hell did you guys lose to? We lost to a team. And Must have had Darren Feldhaus and Reggie Hanson on that team. You know what? Oh, Rex, they had a bunch of white guys that could play like you. Is that right? They were small, fast, and they shot the hell out of the ball. The name of the school is Liberty Hill High School. He was a legendary coach. He just passed away. Uh, rest in peace, coach. I talked to his lovely wife, his two sons, and that's their claim to fame. They beat Shaq. Yeah. And Rex, believe it or not, it was the, it was the beginning of my free throw loss. Really? Great, yeah, I wasn't a great free throw shooter, but I was, I was always 75, 76, but so we play against this team. I get in the foul trouble. They just shooting the lights up the ball. So we come back, a couple of seconds left, down by one, they fouled me. First time I was ever nervous. Right. No, really. So I was like, it's like all the stuff that I learned, it just went away. Mm. And then when you miss and everybody's laughing at you, now you get nervous again. Mm. So that was, that was how I felt on the free throw line all the time. Like, okay. They're gonna laugh at me. Just, just give it up. So, but Man, you know, it was a school know. called Liberty Hill, Texas, and they had a bunch of white guys. <laughs> the hell out of ball, and they beat me fair and square. It wasn't no, wasn't no cheating. Or they, was they, this a regular season game? Was it a tournament game? No, this was the uh, state finals. Oh, but yeah. you won one of them, right? You won. I won my senior year because okay. uh, because uh, after they beat me my junior year, we played them again. I had 49, 19, and 7. <laughs> <laughs> you remembered that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. You know, one of one of the I don't you you I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but one of the you know, I didn't play on very good teams. Uh, you know, by the time I played in Phoenix, those those were my best teams. Uh, we made the playoffs. Um but you gave me you gave me a couple really great NBA memories that I'm not sure you know of. One, um, I, my son Zeke, he's 28 now. He's with the Nets. He's in the Nets video room with Steve uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, so fun, so great. But uh, he was about five, I guess. And uh, 
I came down into the practice gym. I was with the Suns. You were with the Lakers. Y'all were really good. We were kind of good. And you were down there by yourself uh, shooting free throws on the other end. And at the time, you had been going through a particularly tough stretch making, making free throws. And I walked in down there, and uh, I just walked down onto your end of the court. And we said hi. And then you, you confided that, you know, it, it was messing with you, you know, right now at this moment. And I just stood down there for probably 10 minutes and rebounded for you, you know, just, just throwing it back to you before we're getting ready to play one another. And we talked. And, and uh, when I think about it, I kind of get teary-eyed because, you know, you couldn't really let any, the public see that frustration. But you were humble. You were humble enough to, you know, confide in me that, man, I, you know, this. And I was like, man, you make them when it counts. You make them when it counts. Just stay with your routine. Do you remember that at all? I do. And I confide in you because we have the SEC connection. <laughs> like, 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 you know, I don't know about the other conferences, but our conference was and still is so good. I used to have so many battles at Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama. And you were one of my favorite guys to watch. Thanks, buddy. Really had, you really had a lot of swag. Matter of fact, <laughs> a guy who was one of my rivals in high school went to Kentucky because of you. What's that? His name was Jeff Brasso. You remember Jeff? Oh, yeah. I love Yeah. One of us from Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So me and him used to always go out. I used to be screaming names. And like he always said, Rex Chapman, <laughs> you know, he would do your move. So I actually, you know, found out about you because of Jeff Brasso. They said, you know, he's going to be the next Rick Chapman. I was like, well, who the hell is Rick Chapman? I saw you play. But I was like, okay. Now, see, I mean, but you were always cool with me. You know, we had that, uh, you know, SEC connection. And then again, you're down there with your son. I'm not going to be like, hey, we play you tomorrow. Get the hell out of my – like, I'm not yeah. that type of guy. Of course. Of so, course. And you're nice to him. And you gave him your shoes after the game. I mean, just it, it, it's amazing. And those kids, you know, those kids have taken all of my kids have taken those shoes to show and tell every year for the last 20 years. Um, the Speaking other, of sons, real quick, I just want to know, how is Sharif? I know he his, oh, yeah. your son had heart surgery a few years ago. Now he's transferred. I think he's at LSU. How's he health wise? How's he doing? Doing good, but it's time to tighten the reins up. OK, okay. what's happening? Uh, nothing really. It's just that, uh, you know, a lot of time, a lot of time kids think that it's easy. And I have to tell them, no, one, it's not easy. One, it's hard. Two, it's really hard. Three, it's extremely hard. But one thing you can never have is excuses. So, you know. Did he, you get that from your father? He was a military man, right? Yeah, but listen, my father, he, he didn't want to hear it. So, but, you know, and then, you know, kids these days, especially if they have our last name, there's a lot of pressure. But we could we could teach them how to navigate through that pressure if they, if they just follow the blueprint. Like, it's the same thing that I told my son, Shaq. I, you know, I, he played ball for a while, played in high school, went to college and played for a year, year or two. Um, at one point, I had to say, hey, look, man, if you want to play basketball, you got to know there's a bunch of other shit that's going to go with it just because of your last name. Every time you and, – and he said, I don't care. And he really didn't care. But, you know – all of our kids are not wired the same way, right? I, I just uh, I just need to get my babies a, a, a little meaner. <laughs> well, you know, you're so nice, though. People don't know that. And and I've said for years, you know, it's, it's a good thing for the NBA that you are nice because you could have hurt people out there every night with your sheer size and, and ferocity. 
but you somehow knew how to dial that down and never, almost never got out of pocket. And yeah. I don't see how you did it because they let us beat the absolute fuck out of you. But I actually liked it. And I, was actually <laughs> I know. <laughs> I actually liked it. And one, I was used to it because I was a football player. But when I was coming up, hate to use this word, I was always jealous of the guys that were giving more props than me, but were not as good as me. They used to drive me crazy. I'm like, like I, like I always used to look at uh, Street and Smiths. Was it back then? It's the yeah. same. I know you're getting ready to say. Yeah, like I always look at. I'll be like, bro, you got me ranked. You got me ranked 15th in the country and fourth in Texas. Now right? And then I just go. And I'll be like, okay, I'm watching these programs. You know, they're talking about Texas. Dick Vitale, please say my name. Dick Vitale, don't say my name. I'm like, oh, God, for real? Like, I just, so, and like, so me and him, we watched the, we watched the Gonzaga game the other day. And the big man for Gonzaga is really good. He's nice, like, yeah, he's nice. Really good. But I'm, 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 I'm telling him, like, my man, you are similar to him, but you can step out and shoot a little further. This shit don't make you mad. Like, bro, you got like, that, that just, that I just, know. It, it just like drives me crazy. He's just, he just, a, he just, he, he's a really nice kid. But, uh, I know he is. I, I, I got it with me, him and my other son for the next four months. And I'm about to, you know, uh, you know, turn, you know, turn on the uh, uh, switches. Are you, are you out there with them banging? No, no, no. they're with me in Atlanta. Cause see, for, for them. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But see, for them, it ain't about playing. They can play. It's just about, like, for example, they're so respectful that if the coach tells them to run a play, they'll run the play. But you know and I know, you always got to take advantage of missing. Yeah, that's right. Like, if we're running a one-five pick and roll and you see me on pick and roll, I already know what you're going to do, Rex. <laughs> back up. Back up. And if I back up, you're going to take the two dribbles and pull up for the three. Or you're going to back up. If I come out, you're going to go right around me. Right. Rather than just get it. No, swing it to Charles. Swing it to Oliver. Like, yeah. I'm trying to teach him, like, my man, it's okay to get yelled at by the coach sometimes. But, however, this is basketball. Like, when you run a play and you got to do 5-8 on you, bro, you got to play ball. That's right. And, you know, my dad told me – my dad's a coach. And he, from the time I was little, the one thing that he, he said, he said, look, the coach has given you a blueprint out there. If they swing it to you, you're running a play and your man falls down, you take it to the basket and score. You all, he said, now, if you break off the play, you got to learn how to be a selective gambler. It better work. You know, <laughs> it needs to work. <laughs> man, you get, you also, uh, you paid me a great compliment once in, in LA. <laughs> I think about it sometimes and I, I just laugh because both these guys were way better than me. And uh, we had beat you guys. We had your number one year. We had Jason and KJ and, and Kobe was young. And Eddie Jones was, was an all-star, or I think he was right around being an all-star. But when we beat, we beat you guys in LA. And after the game, I, I picked up the paper the next day and you said, we got guys out here <laughs> shooting one-legged shots, thinking they're Rex Chapman. <laughs> Talking about Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I mean, you were hot at him and they were both playing really bad at the time. Kobe for sure wasn't Kobe. He was like a first or second year player. But I just remember picking it up and going, Oh man, that is so sweet. 
both of you guys, real quick. I want to just, there's so many questions for Shaq, but we got to get into today's game, how you guys would fit in, what you think of it. Are you mad? Are you salty about the money now? Yes. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The, this Who's getting paid? What? You, does that annoy you? You're one generation removed from that? You just listed off all 10 questions. Give me one question at a time. I'll answer all 10. Go ahead. <laughs> First question is? Go for it, Josh. Starting. Uh, all right. Uh, just how would the NBA deal with you in today's game? I contend they couldn't have small ball. They, they could, but not against my team. One, <laughs> no. and, and two, I'd make them all cry. <laughs> all they do is, no, seriously, all, all they do is complain. Like, just because just because you got 50 people doing the same thing, I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. so if you shoot a jumper on me, hopefully my general manager has a Horace Grant next to me that can get the rebound. As soon as you shoot, I'm running straight down the court. I'm in the middle of the lane, and I'm going to stand for six seconds. And I'm going to make you cry and complain. And then your team's going to get back and you go, oh, check, check, check. And Rex's going to be wide open for the three. Right? Second, I've always had the ability to take it off the glass and go coast to coast. Mm -hmm. Three, I wish you would switch into one five pick and roll. I'm clearing you out, and I'm going to back you down, back you down, back you down. And as soon as the defense comes, I'm kicking it to the shooter. And four, if you're scoring too many points on me, I'm going to flagrant you. I'm going to take that flagrant two. I'm going to take the suspension. I'm going to pay that fine every time. Because you need to know that there's no layups when it comes. What A play that I hated to do, because he's one of my favorite players, Rex Chapman had a finger roll one day, and he was coming to the hole on me. And I knew it was going to go in. I was like, I can't let him do it. I had to hit it so hard that when I hit it, electricity went out of the building. I hated to do That's it. That's a true I, story. Yes. But, but look, Rex, Rex is always one of my favorite guys. Like, I used to let him get away with so much. Like, I'm supposed to show him. Like, I'm not going to show him. Rex. Just, just go shoot it. But he crossed up, and it was looking so – the crowd was going, ooh. And, like, he went, and, like, he had so much style and flair, flair in there. I was like, Rex, how the fuck are you doing this to me, Rex? And it for real did. It, it, it was a preseason game, I think. It hit the backboard, and Chick Hearn and them, they, they lost transmission. It short-circuited the electronics in the backboard and in the feed. <laughs> I mean, that's – wow. Just a statement. Just making was, a statement. What, what did – what did you think, right? When you were going for that layup, did you think you had it? Were you like, oh, this is, yeah. Oh, well, this is a mistake. I, I, honestly, I probably thought, well, it's a preseason game. That Shaq, he can get this, but he's going to let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just too pretty because he, like, he like came and he like, you know, jelly rolled it. No, he had another hand on his hip. I'm like, Rex, come on, Rex. You know, the first somebody said that you, you've said before, and this may be true, that I was the first guy you dunked on in the league. No, that's not true. Okay, all right. Because I, I didn't remember that, but I do remember we beat you guys. Was it your rookie year? Yeah, rookie, rookie year? Yeah, because yeah, Skiles was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, rookie year. We beat you on a last-second uh, shot at our place. Right. All right. Second question about the current NBA. Could you just yeah. write up about ten? So I want to make. Well, sure. yeah, the money. Are you salty about the I'm, money I'm, they're making now? I'm jealous, but I'm happy. I'm jealous because I always thought that you had to have 
Michael Jordan, superb type numbers to get that type of money. That's what that's what it was in IR. But I'm happy for the kids. The reason why I bring up Rudy Gobert, people think I'm hating. It's not. He's a good big man. I'm used to dealing with great big men, right? So when when I was coming up in high school, I already knew I couldn't compete with the Patrick Ewans and the Robinsons. They were great. And they weren't even making that much money. Mm-hmm. And my father came in the house one day, hit me with a paper. Boom, we're going to a game. This is no disrespect to John. John was a great NBA player. But he was a great, great NBA player, but he was great. He did what he did. He signed the contract for 15 for three. So my father makes me watch the game. Now I have confidence. I know I'm not with David Robinson on guys yet, but I'm like, John, is he's only averaging nine, 10 points. I can do that. I know I can do that. So shit, if he's if he's averaging ten points, making five a year, just think if I average twenty points, I can make. So now I got confidence, right? Now I got the confidence. Now now I go to LSU and I go against a guy, Stanley Roberts. He's killing me. But the only thing in my mind is John made fifteen for five. He's better than me, so he'll probably make twenty. But shit, at least I can get twelve. So that's the only thing in my mind. And then Stan leaves. Larry Johnson, Derek Coleman came before me. They were making 15, 20. So when I was uh, leaving, my guy was like, you have the potential to make 50 million. That's what he tells me. And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I'm uh, the guy. I uh, uh, think it was Larry Johnson or, or Derek Coleman. He's like, they asked for 30 inflation. I'm going to ask for 50 million if you decide to come out this year. And I was like, I was like wow. So I'm telling all the big guys, and like Rudy Gobert is not the, the, the average type big guy NBA player no more because the average big they're looking for now is a guy that can pick and pop and do whatever. Rudy Gobert is big, tall, plays hard, plays good, great defense, defensive player of the year, and he's making two hundred million. So, so all you big guys out there, look at him, follow him. Uh, you know, you're not going to be LeBron, you're not going to be Kobe, you're not going to be Shaq, you're not going to be Garnett, but. I think there's a lot of big guys even today that can do what he can do. So like when I when I tell the story, people think, oh, you're just jealous. Of, yeah, I'm jealous he's making 251. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go online and say I'm jealous. However, for this game of ours, it can motivate a young kid today to keep the NBA going. Because right before Rex was playing, the NBA was here. And when me and Rex got in the game, it was here. And then went back up here. And then back up here. Went back up here. Went back up, went back up here. Now in my opinion, it's here. Maybe a little here, but it's not like where it used to be. So all these guys that are watching, this is what, you know, motivated them. Like, I don't know who Rex got his game from, but Rex was one of the first, and I hate saying it like this, Rex was one of the first smooth white boys I've ever seen in the NBA. And then, and then if you talk to guys like Jason Williams, White Chocolate, Rex names always comes up. That's really sweet. You know, I, I, yeah, I, that's super sweet. Um, I uh, I grew up watching David Thompson and Daryl Griffith. They were my idols. Daryl Griffith, especially he, Dr. Duncan Stein played at Louisville and I wanted, I thought, you know, maybe I can get to be six, three, six, four. And uh, I just, I also fought, you know, being a coach's son, coach's sons are kind of basic and, and all that. And I was trying to be different than that. No, shit. You had swag. Uh, I remember one time watching you in Baton Rouge. I was like, who is this dude with the fucking long hair? Pulling out the oh. three and yeah, with the mullet. Going to the hole and dunking. I'm like, 
Oh, man, that's Red Who? Red hey, Damn. Yeah. I want to ask you about Dale Brown uh, for a second, but he's one of my favorite guys. And I don't know if you know this, but my sophomore year at Kentucky, I got undercut by uh, it, Fess Irvin, maybe. It was accident, an accident, an accident. And I, I broke a bone in my back. It knocked the wind out of me. I missed the game. I came back. but The transverse process, bone. <laughs> I was a big fan. Transverse process. <laughs> uh, Josh was in high school at, in Lexington when I was at UK. <laughs> so, oh, it, it uh, broke my but, heart. But I landed. I was having a – I don't know. I probably had 15 in the game. We weren't even to the 10-minute mark in the first half yet. I was, I was rolling. And I land on my back, but – Winds knocked out of me. First person there was Coach Brown, and he's got his hand on my chest, and he's just because I'm kind of panicking. I can't. I, the wind was knocked out of me. He helped me up, got me to the locker room. Fast forward 30 years, and you know when I got in trouble a few years ago, rehab and all that stuff, he was one of the first people to send me a message. He got he called my father, and got my number from from my dad. And started communicating me with me via text and email. What kind of, I mean, I know he had a big influence on you, but can you even put it into words briefly what he's meant? A lot of people don't know I chose to go to LSU because he believed in me before I was the character known as Shaq. It was a time in high school where nobody knew who I was, couldn't play. He sent me a, a program on how to strengthen my lower extremity because I was six nine and Oscar Slaughter's couldn't play. I had said to myself, "Fuck it, I'm joining the army." My dad's in the army. We live a good life, house, car. Boom! I was gonna do that. <clears throat> he sent me the letter. I followed it. Still got cut my uh, sophomore year, living in Germany. And when the next letter he sent me was a scholarship. He said, "Hey man, I don't want to see you, uh, you know, quit." He said, hey, when you get back to the States in two years, I'm going to graduate from the Baton Rouge. And this is what the letter said. He said, I can make you a manager. I can make you a ball or something. But I don't want to see you know, you know, another African-American say, hey, I quit. I want to join the Army. Once you get education. So then I had that. I already had my LSU scholarship. So now when I get back to Texas and I see the John Concack thing, and now I'm, you know, like I'm looking at the paper. The John Concack thing cracks me up. It really does because I remember it too. I remember it too. Listen, SMU. Yep. Motivated me because I went to watch him play, and I was, okay. One, I'm not that good, but I'm not. I think I'm a little bit better than this guy. <laughs> right? So then, so now I'm like, okay, John Concack. Dick yeah, he's, in the, he's in the NBA, Shaq. He's in the NBA, and you're a teenager, and you're. <laughs> and I'm looking. And I'm like, you know what? And then I'm looking at Street and Smith, and like, you know, Marty. What was his name? The, the, the uh, scout uh, in uh, NBA. Oh, yeah. Marty, I was like, you know. Oh, Marty Blake. Marty yeah. Blake. Marty Blake. I was like, I got to get all these people to say my name. So now when I get to Texas, 681, now everybody knows who I am. McDonald's All-American, everybody knows who I am. But I was like, you know what? Neil Brown gave me a scholarship, but nobody knows who I was. I'm going to go ahead, you know, go, go to LSU. And it was, did, uh, did you think of other places at all? I I went to Louisville to visit uh, because I love I used to love Le Bradford Smith. I had committed mm. to Louisville. Yeah. I had committed. Louisville. I was going. Yeah, I was going to Louisville until Eddie Sutton came in and was uh, became the coach. But I had committed to Denny and them and Le Bradford and I. Well, we we 
he was a grade behind me. Right. He stayed four years of college. Yeah, so, so man, we played together in Washington for a minute. I wanted to play with LeBradford. And then I went to North Carolina. Rick Fox and them didn't treat me right there to be bougie. I went to NC State because the guys identity that I took, I just wanted to see him. So when I got there, he, he didn't really treat me too well. Shackleford. Yes, yeah. He went to four of my schools. I yeah. went to NC State, Louisville, right. uh, Carolina, Kentucky. And then the last one was Illinois, because I, I used to like Nick Anderson. Yeah, they, they were my grade, Nick Anderson. and, was, and uh, But it was way too cold up there. And then, and then I actually thought about University of Texas because I like Tom Penders. The Tom Penders taught me to move in high school that changed my life, the jump stop. He mm -hmm. taught me to move in high school, and I used to get that off a lot. So I really thought about going, going to Texas. But. Fantastic. I want to ask uh, it's your turn, Rex. It's his turn. Oh, it's turn. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. See, that's see the but that leads right in. Like you are Shaq. I don't want to blow smoke up your behind, but you're like a national treasure. You your humility, your sense of humor. Uh, I saw you at Lollapalooza a few years ago, and it's just like you come in and it's like the Pied Piper. You know, people, kids, everyone just crowds around you and follows you. It's like uh, Muhammad Ali. It's uh, I read at one point that when you were young, you were shy. And I you obviously aren't shy now, but I contend, could you be shy? You can't hide. You can't. I know movie stars that are hugely famous. Aren't that cool? But I could go with them into like a Starbucks and they put on a hat and glasses and you don't know. People don't see them. And there's no hiding you. Did, did, did that influence just your gregariousness and, and this character you've become, this larger than life? And, and your humility, obviously, you learned from your father. But what's that like to be a national treasure? Life is about being lucky. One, I'm, I'm just lucky. I'm lucky that people still recognize a guy who hasn't played basketball 10, 11 years. Secondly, it costs you nothing to be nice. Third of all, I'm blessed that a little five-year-old kid who never seen me play basketball says, I know him. Four, why would I be mean to a kid? Why would I be mean to a lady? Why would I be mean to a person that wants to take a picture? Like, I've seen a lot of people in our world just dog people out. I've never been like that. Well, you, you're obviously, you're, it's your character. is So it shines through. People love you and you could be very intimidating to approach and yeah, everybody loves you growing up in the military family you're not allowed to make two mistakes so if i'm out in l.a and i see one of my favorite actors and he dogs the kid out i'm like can't do that true story and kobe never told me this until after we played the little kid comes in the locker room we were in orlando he wants to see penny hardaway it's Kobe. I never knew this until Kobe told me the story. He wants to see Penny. Penny's Penny's not a bad guy, but Penny, I don't know what's going on that day. He just, whatever. And then Kobe was standing there. And I actually remember this day. The kid was sitting there, and I grabbed him. I was like, come on, little fella. I'll take a picture with you. I never knew that kid was Kobe until he told me. We played together, had our fights and battles together. Then we did that Lakers sit-down interview. Kobe said, hey, man, you remember when I came in the locker room and wanted to see Penny, and he blew me off? I was like, that was you? He's like, yeah, that was me. So that's fantastic. You know, and then and then I said to myself, I want to be the guy 
There's a lot of shit going on in 2021. I would, I would never think we'd be here. I, I, I always thought flying cars, teleportation, <laughs> no fights, no wars, no passports, no borders. But so I want to be the guy that when you see my face, I want to make you smile. Because when you smile, releases endorphins in your face, and hopefully that could jumpstart you to being a little stress-free. Because when I get stressed, when I get stressed out, Step Brothers. That's the movie I'm watching. Don't touch my fucking drum set. I go to that part. Right? It just makes yeah. me laugh. No, it makes me laugh. And then I can calm down. And I can be like, okay, what's the problem? All right, da, da, and I can figure it out. So I want to be the guy to make you laugh. Step Brothers is your happy place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I do want to ask this before uh, before Josh butts in again. Uh, <laughs> uh, you you have been so you raised in the military. You've been you know very uh, pro law enforcement your whole life, and over the last year we've had real unrest socially. How how have you? This has to be incredibly difficult on you in many ways. This last year, it really is. And what we have to go back to is respect. Have to go back to respect. Like I take a lot of flack. Oh, when you get pulled over by cops, they let you go because you're shot. Not true. They let me go because I'm respectful. See, because I already know I ain't got nothing in my car that's going to send me to jail. Yes, sir. No, sir. Let me see your hands. Because one, I'm from the streets. This man got a gun. I'm not messing with nobody that got a gun. <laughs> sir. No, sir. I apologize, sir. Then once they find out it's me, then they let me go. Second of all, I think we have to be, I tell you know people this all the time, we have to call people out individually. Like for example, Rex, how many times have NBA players messed up? Many, many. Okay, so what if people start saying all NBA players? We wouldn't have these big contracts. We wouldn't have commercial, right? So I think when, when and, and then Rex, you know, in every organization, every team is going to be one disgruntled player. So that's the only thing I don't like about it is you try to put all police. Right. And I know, I know some great police. Yeah. I know great police guys, but every now and then you get guys that do stuff. And then you never know what these guys are going through psych psychologically. I try to, I try to bring the respect factor back to it. That's why here in Henry County, Georgia, I've been I've been named the community directions, the community relations director. Great. My job to bring the community and police back together. Because when I was growing up, there was a neighborhood cop that that come come and say, "Come here, yes, sir, Mr. Jones." Uh, my man said you was in, in there stealing gum. No, I wasn't, sir. Put your hands on the counter. What is this? All right, I did. Okay, I tell you what. Go back in there, take that gum back. He's gonna give you a broom, sweep the back. And if I catch you doing again, I'm gonna take it out. Like, like they were like teaching, and like you know, some of these, some of these people are like me teaching. But you know, so I'm, I'm just trying to help bring the respect factor. But again, we have to. I, I like calling people out. Like for example, if this podcast don't go right, I'm not gonna say all oh, podcast. Like, <laughs> my main man Rex. You know what I'm saying? You just okay. call people out. But it's been uh, extremely difficult. But I know you've had to talk about it a lot and uh, I, I, I've seen it, you know, knowing you a little bit like I do, I, 
because you are being asked about it a lot and in a very public forum on national TV uh, and all summer long, it was a daily topic. And I also, I, I knew how torn you had to be emotionally. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about it. Cause I, I respect the respect the shit out of your voice and, uh, and what you've done. And I just tell people treat people as you expect them to treat you. Like me growing up in the military, I wasn't allowed to see black, white, green. No, this is yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. Period. And my father caught me treating anybody with disrespect. Uh, discipline wasn't a word. Discipline started like this. Hey, man, this lady said, uh, you, you know, you was around the corner with your pants hanging off your ass and you was talking crazy in front of her little child. Is that, that true? No, sir. What happened? I said, is it true? Yes, sir. Go around the corner and apologize to that young lady right now. Like, so, like, he taught me to treat all people with honor and respect. Period. Sounds like a great man. Yes, he was. With, uh, with all, all you do, I, we've already touched on the business and uh, uh, you're touring very hardworking DJ. You have starred in movies, huge television. You've got a platinum album, rapping. You've, uh, 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 you have your doctorate in, in education. You have been deputized. deputized. Uh, I don't remember where you're a minority owner still in Sacramento, the Kings, correct? Yes. I, it's, what do you, what haven't you done that you really want to do? I also, you're a great dancer and you've driven a Zamboni. Two, I'd really like to drive, I'm really jealous of that one. But what haven't you done that you'd like to do? Business-wise or silly-wise? Silly. I want to skydive. Okay, okay. And I went to, went to a place here in Georgia, took the class, even went to the, pl the place where you sit in the air, did all that. And then the lady says, Sorry, that's my, that's my police name. See, told you, there he is. My police name. So I, I even went to the place and the lady was like, how much you weigh? I was like, I'll pay 385. She's like, parachute limits are only 350, but I can sew two together. But no, oh. but she, but look, she was old. I want, I want to say she was like 78. She's like, Shaq, I like you, my big fan of I can sew two together. And maybe we can do the jump next week. And then I had it in my head that I jumped and the shit just split. <laughs> and I, yeah. So I never went back. Yeah. Something she just might not be to, able to do. I don't want you to do it, buddy. Yeah, I don't she, want you to do it. She was like, she was like, come on in here, baby, I'm gonna make you some cake. And I just <laughs> sewed two parachutes together and that should do just fine, baby. And I was like, I don't know, Miss Terry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How about business-wise, that stuff you haven't done that you'd like to do in business? I like to, ever since, because I, I, when, when I was young, I used to do all these get-rich-quick schemes. Like, you can tell me, we're going to put your face inside this water and sell it, and I would believe you, not knowing nothing about distribution and marketing and all that. So I heard Jeff Bezos say one day, if you invest in things that's going to change people's lives, you'll always win. So I would like to, I would like to have my own law firm. I thought about going to law school, but I'm, I'm 49 right now, so I'd be done at 55. It probably, probably won't be a good idea because in order to own a law firm, you have to be a lawyer. 
and I wanted to own a law firm. And we just, you know, uh, criminal reform, you know, defend people, sue people, general insurance. Like I wanted to have like, you know, O'Neill, O'Neill, and O'Neill. <laughs> the big attorney, the big attorney. We'll oh, add oh, more nicknames. Big attorney. Oh. I dig it. Buddy, I can't thank you enough, man. I love you to death. And I, I just, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Um, I see you doing all your stuff um, with the kids. And that's what, that's what makes me most happy. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm just... And, and Rex, do me a favor. Stop saying when you were in trouble. You're never in trouble. A lot of people go through things in life. But one thing I can say about you, you've always been an upstanding citizen. You've always been a great man. You've always been respectful. Some people just go through a lot of ups and downs. But if you went through your ups and downs, now you're back on track. We love you. So stop saying when you were in trouble. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. I always had your back, no matter what, brother. You ever need anything from me? Just call me, brother. You know, I got you. My guy. Same. Much love, buddy. That's a great sign off. I got to ask this question. Yes. Have you ever been anywhere, a bar, or whatever, and some drunk guy chooses you? To fight all the time. Yeah. To, the time. to fight. Yeah, all the time. But so I was telling, uh, I was telling my son this the other day. I have the ability to stop time. Not literally. No, not literally. So a guy one time, he pushes me, right? So now I stop time. There's four guys in the bar. That's four witnesses. The camera's right there. That's another witness. The guy's drunk. I could probably beat him up and get away with it. I don't want to go through it bar, get this guy. So now if I can stop the time and there's nobody there and there's no camera there and the bar guy is a friend of mine like Rex, I'm going to knock this guy's fucking head off. But you know, <laughs> because I have the ability to stop time and be like, there's four witnesses. They may say I started. They, they may say the defendant. This guy's really drunk. I could probably hurt him really bad. The bar guy is a friend of mine. I don't want to bring bad publicity to himself, my family, or his bar. Hey man, come get this guy before you get hurt. So that's critical thinking, and you're that that's so intelligent. That's is. that's amazing. It is, but I really love to fight, and, and that's the crazy thing. But I always say to myself, I don't want my mom sitting on the couch seeing me at a bar fight. You know what I mean? So like if I could just and then and then let's go street terms. I'm not really familiar with this bar. This dude could have a strap, right? So sure. I, you, you, you got it, cuz. So you're all right. I don't want to fight. So, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm able to stop time. But if it's ever a first 48 where there's no witnesses and there's no people. <laughs> 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 uh, I know you've trained MMA. You've I done thought, stuff. Like, that's scary. I just want to one time just. Sheesh. <laughs> what about tough guys you played against in the NBA? So, how, here's a scenario you're in a bar. You're with five of the toughest MMA guys that have ever, you know, Liddell, Brock Lesnar, I don't know, the biggest guys, five of them come in. You and you get to pick four guys from the NBA that you've played with or against. Ooh, and you get to those four and you five have to go, you know, cage match. Who are your four? One, I'm taking LJ, Larry Johnson. He was a okay, <laughs> Grandmama. Right. I'm taking Xavier McDaniels. Ooh, great. Thanks, man. I'm taking Charles Oakley. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. I'm taking Gary Trent. Ooh. I'm taking Ruben Patterson. 
Oh, Ruben. <laughs> no joke. Great list. That's Great list. Hey, hey. Ready to go. Hey, I got one more question than this. Well, first, Josh was one of the greatest inbounders you've ever seen at his little private school in, at Sarah. You guys would – he knows how to fake a pass, to make a pass. One of the be- most beautiful things I've ever seen. Hey. And it's just a God-given. I wasn't taught. I just came out a great inbounder. Nice. Thanks. From the womb. Now, I wanted to ask because I, 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 I was reading at one point about, you know, you said you came out, first got some money, spent it like that. I did the same but I continued it and I didn't have any upbringing on how to save or what to do. My, you know, we didn't have investments. I didn't know how to do anything, any of that. I know you, you went through a wasteful period as a young guy. How old were you when you got it though? And because, you know, we play with so many guys who go through it. A lot of people don't know this, but Sarge, my father, Love the NBA so much that every time an NBA player, black or white, made a mistake, those were his sons. So he come to his other son and punish me. And the, the biggest ass woman I got was when Lynn Bias. Mm-hmm. My father came in one night, he kicked the door open and was crying. And he was like, if you ever do coke, I'll kill you. My dumb ass was like, dad, I don't drink coke, I drink Pepsi. <laughs> no, because I didn't know, I think I was, I think I was 12, 13 times. But brother, when I tell you his uniform was over, he was crying. Like it was his son who just made a mistake. And he just grabbed me. If you ever do coke, I'll kill you. And I'm like, I don't, I drink Pepsi. Motherfucker, I'm talking about the And that's why I never did drugs. That's why I never did weed, never did anything because of that. So whenever like an athlete do something crazy, he brings my attention. I could be sitting there, this dude had five million, now he broke. This dude like, just he'll just put it in my head, so. Good for you, good for him. I wanted to get rid of that first check because I got tired of seeing them struggle. I'm like, brother, you never had a new car. Never had an expensive car, get it. You too, boom. You never had a big house, private community. We don't take care of that. I know I got some more, some money coming in, but just let me take care of this 150, 150, and 850 for the house. That's a million. I know I got some other stuff coming in, but I want to get this million out the way. But then I said to myself, they were right. So now I got to know how to, you know, and then uh, the best book I read was The Dummy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business. Because the first thing I did was start a subchapter S corporation, made my mom an employee, dad an employee, gave him cell phones, get some of that money back. I wrote it off. That was, that, was, that was the first thing I did. And then I said, okay, now I really got to start thinking about it. But I bought a quote book one day because I always wanted to sound smart. And Dwight Eisenhower said, the greatest of leaders are the ones that hire people, hire people smarter than them. So I got a guy that was in this business and he would guide me like, hey man, you should do this. And then, and then the people that are around me, they don't just tell me what I want to hear. Like the other day, I wanted to buy a Rolls Royce for 570 and they talked me out of it. I don't need it, but it was just, I was in the Rolls Royce oh, nice. and it just looked so pretty. It was like, yeah. you don't need it. I was like, damn. I was like, what if I trade this and trade this and trade this in? You can trade it in, but you still need 300,000. I don't think you need it. So I'm just glad I got, you know, good, good people around me. All right, buddy. Love you. Thanks, Shaq. Bye. Thank you, Shaq. It's been a great honor. Thank you so much. That was Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, I've seen him somewhere, and yeah. I didn't want to say anything. No, that was what a wonderful human being. Right? He's lovely. Yeah. You know, I, 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 
made me think of John Thompson. I ran into John Thompson once a long time ago, rest in peace. Um, Shaq was in college or maybe high school and I hadn't really seen him. And I asked coach Thompson, I said, tell me about Shaq. What's he, he said, he said, Rex, you know, a lot of my life growing up and even today, he said, you know, when you're extraordinarily big, a lot of people are self-conscious about it. He, and he said, but not Shaq. Shaq enjoys being big. And he said, it's going to take him a long way in this world. And, and he's in luck. Right. <laughs> he's a big man. He's, he's a big fella. But how fascinating is he? Right. All that Thoughtful. he's done. So intellectually curious. You know, he keeps doing new things. He's not just like, I'm Shaq. I've got all the money. I'm going to sit here. And do he, He's just wants to do more and more and experience so much. And, and I love him for it. Me too. I'm, the skydiving. Well, I don't want him to go skydiving, but I, I love that either. he wants to go skydiving. Yes. I could see him just like three, you know, when the uh, army drops in, you know, a tank. That's how the only way he'd be able to do it. I'd vote for Shaq for president. Well, maybe he, he might run. Again, uh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. just, he's perfectly thoughtful and, you know, forget the basketball stuff. He's just present. He's present wherever yeah. he is, you know, at he, ease with himself. Yeah. You know, and I know he has bad days. He's been through tough times and, and stuff like that, sure, but man, what a, what a good human being and, and yeah. what a great ambassador, uh, not only for sports, but just life in general, you know, talking about the endorphins, the smile in your yeah, face. Yeah. Come on, man. Is I, there anybody you could make an argument that he's the most famous person in the world? I mean, yeah. anywhere he goes, people shack, yeah. shack. I mean, not basketball fans because he's so much more diverse than that. I mean, well, people you know, know shack. You know this. You're, you're around movie stars and athletes and all kinds of stuff. And I, I remember vividly a few <laughs> few years ago walking into a place or being at a place, and uh, I wasn't. I was adjacent to where the president Obama, former President Obama, was. And he walked in the room and I can see from a distance and just, you know, everybody gets quiet. Right. Well, the same event, Michael Jordan walked in and it was double that that it was for Obama, the president. And a lot of times the size and the sports, it sure. just makes people and Shaq, you can argue, is the most recognizable person in the world. Right. Yeah, and Everyone. you can't hide. Like I said, I go with famous people that throw on a whatever, and they, people don't even notice. Yeah, yeah. He can't hide. He can put hide. on a mustache and a hat, and <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, plus, he's so famous. I, so, I feel like the whole time I'm being like, you know, the Chris Farley show. It's like, um, uh, remember that time when you dunked it, and, and then the whole goal fell. That was awesome. No, no, you were. No, it's just awesome. I, I enjoyed listening to you question him because you know I I know all the silly basketball stuff. I I enjoyed just uh, hearing him talk about life in general. Right, you talking about yeah. his, his sons. You know, got his sons. Going to put him through basically basketball boot camp over the next four months. I would do what Daddy said if I, I would were there. Mm -hmm. He'll bring the hammer. You know, he's. I've got a list of. It's my own list. So bear with me, but of national treasures. Yeah. Okay. And these are the list also has to be, they have to be approachable. It's not okay. like, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio 
everybody loves Leo, but I don't know if I'd go yeah. say, hey, Leo at a party. It's got to right. be. And the other one other thing is, is they have to, you have to notice them wherever you go. Like, like Tom Hanks is a national right. treasure, but you could go to a party and never know you were, Tom Hanks was there? You know, <laughs> not know it for sure. Because right. he could, you know, right. so Shaq obviously leads the list. People mm -hmm. just are drawn to him. Just, you know, everyone loves yeah. him is the thing. Um, he probably wouldn't like this, but I think Charles Barkley's that way. Charles is there. You know, we don't care. People, he says controversial things. But people, people love him. Yes. Just And everywhere, he, I've seen him out. He's, hey, talks to people. He They're loves very it. very similar in that regard. And yeah. and I don't think they like each other. It doesn't. Oh, they do. They do. <laughs> They've gotten into fisticuffs on the, on they, the uh, court. That do. would be scary. They have playful um, banter. So those two, uh -huh. uh, I think Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, everyone loves Willie, smoking yes. weed. He's yep. chill Willie. And you couldn't go into Starbucks and not see Willie Nelson. Yeah, that's hair, a good, like, good call. Uh, Anybody uh, else? Dolly Parton. Everybody Dolly loves Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah. And you the cannot pump. go anywhere and not see Dolly Parton in pink and boobs and hair. and will know her anywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. So those... Oh, Snoop. Snoop Dogg. Snoop, yeah, of course. He's done controversial things, but everyone, if you pass Snoop in the street, you're going to go, Snoop! Yep. Hey! Yep. And he's going to go, what's up? what's up, man? You know, and um, those guys, I, I, I cusp of Jack Nicholson, because everybody loves Jack, but no. I don't know if you necessarily know. I think you would oh, at a party because yeah, he's just so gregarious, but... Those those are my national treasures. They are every. I can't argue with one of them. Um, you know, maybe we just got to set our sights on getting national treasures on the pod. Just we'll call just them national. national treasures. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah, I like it. Right. We'll we'll noodle it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed the shit out of that. Um, ah, that was a highlight for me of of all time. You know, I could ask him questions for four hours. Oh, I know. I, I, I want to know what it was like when he met Yao Ming. He's always the biggest motherfucker in the room. And you see pictures of him with Yao Ming. And yeah, you know, the, like? the, the one thing, I don't know what it was like when he met him, but I do know great respect for Yao as a player. He, Shaq, really? yeah, you hear, you hear him talk about Yao and, and he, he's got mad respect for, for Yao as, as a person, but also as a guy he played against who was very, very good. You know, Shaq, there was really basically a Shaq rule the entire time he played. And it was, if he's on the right box, you double team him. Because if he gets to his left shoulder, turns over his left shoulder, or it turns his shoulder at all and dumps, you got to double him on that right box. On the left box, when he was young, you still had to double him all the time on both boxes. As he got older, on the left box, because he didn't come back this way quite as well and he didn't shoot it with his left hand, um, you, you would take your chances. Yao was somebody who at times could kind of wall up and play him one-on-one, -on -one, and that's insane. Now, Shaq had his way at times, for sure, but sure. Yao gave him problems, and Shaq has always given Yao props, and I love that. I yeah, love that's that. great. Yeah, that's great. What a good deal. Well, thank you for the opportunity to Oh, thank to you, buddy. buddy. I, I enjoyed. Did you see the respect he had for me for an, as an inbounder? I, I did. I, right when I brought that up, I thought I shouldn't have brought it up because he looked at you right away and you kind of gave him like a eye contact to go to the rim. 
fake a pass to make a pass, right? I, it's just in me, and I can't help it. If I see you a both guy that can naturals. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you were born with what you, you know, your tools, Shaq, yep. Shaq and his basketball skills, his size and all that, and you and your inbounding. People That's don't know that about you. You're, you're welcome, bud. You're welcome. We need to have next time, you know, let's bring on a good inbounder one of these days. Yeah, we can talk shop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it. That's the Rex Chapman show with Josh Hopkins for this week, powered by basketballnews.com. Join us next week, Josh. Yes, next week. Tuesday. Same time, same place. Uh, Tuesday. Um, and hit subscribe and subscribe, like. Subscribe, rate, review. Maybe put a review Five and stars. say like, like that we're awesome. Awesome. Five, Five stars. Wow. See you, man. I'll see you soon. Hey, buddy. Love you. Bye.